Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your co-host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. And my partner... I'm J.P. Miller, coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, this is not really episode 122. This is kind of 121 and a half, maybe. Yeah, I think we got what's called, uh, we're going to call this the Fast Brackets Express uh, today, JP. This is, um, yeah, we're a little short for them today, aren't we? We're, we're not a full episode, 121 and a half, is that what we're calling this? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's the, 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 abbreviated, the abbreviated episode this week. <laughs> yeah, guys, girls, I think if you pour yourself a cold one and you, um, you want to just kick back and enjoy you probably can finish that off in about the time we're going to do this episode and the reason is next week is going to be our u.s nationals preview it's going to be a big show uh right wrong or indifferent man the u.s nationals come to indy um, in a couple weeks here and it is the highlight for top sportsman and top dragster the big go i mean people are trying to get in that like a madman and and that's just going to be a bunch load of fun so we're gonna we're gonna hype that up a little bit next week we're gonna get into the details of that so in lieu of a full episode this week we've got just kind of um you know an abbreviated version an eighth mile version of the fast brackets podcast so to speak jp yeah like an eighth mile or yeah something like that <laughs> right all right we got a little eighth mile version here so yeah it's good uh so hang with us we'll uh we just wanted to get a little more um content out to our listeners and and so that that's what this is this is a little we may do more of these kind of uh, shortened versions as we go on the rest of the year but this is the fast brackets express for this week so hold on uh be you know metaphorically speaking do what you got to do because here we go jp um this weekend i was down with the windlight bets crew at bowling green dragway or uh, bowling green kentucky i should say beast beach bend uh, raceway park beautiful facility i absolutely love that place for the verge motorsports quick outlaws so that my friend are you familiar with the verge outlaw folks yeah very familiar with this series yeah so they've got really two classes they actually ran five total this weekend but this past weekend i should say they ran a 450 index class obviously chock full of dragsters and then they run a 470 index class. Um, and then they do sprinkle in some juniors, which were great. Those guys um, really came out. It's kind of fun to watch the up-and-comers of the sport. There's a bunch of junior dragsters out there who are really good. <laughs> I mean, really good racers. Uh, I, was, I was watching a little bit, and those junior guys are checking each other down the track. I mean, their heads are on a swivel going back and forth, checking each other down the track like, you know, like I never did early on in my career for sure. So um, they're, they're really good racers. And then they also threw in a stock super stock combo, which was kind of fun. I mean, wheels in the air is always fun. But the point of the matter is mostly that quick outlaw series is an index series. 450 for the dragsters, 470 for the door cars. 
And let me tell you, they put on an absolute show this weekend. And so, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about heads up index racing. And I should say heads up non-electronic or non-throttle stop index racing. And it was it was a great show. JP, you run a little bit of that, don't you? Um, I haven't had a chance to go run as of yet. I had it in the plans to go run some. Um, I wanted to go to run some of the 450 stuff that they do down in Farmington. And uh, I think they've got a 470 deal in Mooresville that I wanted to kind of go check out. I just haven't haven't made it to the track yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do um, a, quite a bit of it, actually. Uh, not not at the 450 or 470 level, but I did a lot of that. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. And these guys, man, they were great cars. So, I mean, you're... And I think you can make the argument that... 450 for dragsters and 470 for door cars, you know, the top sportsman side, or I don't know, maybe what we would call the, you know, the outer edge of top sportsman, top dragster. But I mean, it's a, it was a lot of TDs on the windows of the dragsters. There was a lot of TSs painted on the windows of these cars, um, Berettas, Cutlasses, uh, Corvettes, Camaro. I mean, it was, it was a good show. And I, what I liked was, I mean, there were, it wasn't all, um, how do I say this? When, when you're not running pro mod, the aero packages don't have to be perfect. So, so it's, it's a cool setup. I mean, there's a lot of cool cars and cars that have been around for a long time. So their, their combos have been perfected. Uh, but, uh, I think you can kind of make the argument that, that much slower than that, either one of those times, it, you know, it aren't, necessarily top sportsmen and top dragsters are probably fast bracket cars but um faster bracket cars i should say um but uh but man it, it was good and and jp they got a car count for this thing now they paid ten thousand dollars to win and it's single animations nobody's buying back or anything like that but they got 70 cars in the 450 dragster class and they got 50 in the door car 470 class so so i mean that was you know you got to go five or six rounds at that point right you get a six rounds i guess uh how do you feel about that as a as a racer you want to go six rounds in a top sportsman car on a single day if it pays 10 grand uh yeah for 10 stocks i don't i don't have a problem with six rounds at all i mean bef way before i ever ran top sportsman i had a I just regular bracket race and it wasn't unusual to go, you know, six, seven, eight rounds. So I, I mean, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Um, that's a definitely a phenomenal car count. Uh, they're doing a heck of a job with that series and it just goes to show that it's popular. If you have a good format and you have a good payout, the people will come out. Cause I watched a little bit of the live stream and I seen, a lot of cars that I'm familiar with that run in top sportsmen. So I, um, and some top dragster too. So I, I, w I would think that a lot of guys, like I said, when you, when you, when you're dealing with that type of payout, you know, guys are going to come out and, you know, either speed them up or slow them down to, to get to that 450 or 470 number. Yeah. I, what I think I noticed was there were a lot of cars that probably, typically in the past have run two kits um, and or 
you know, have, have maybe ran a bigger jet and these guys have just jetted it way back to, to run, you know, a little slower, but maybe a little more consistent that way too. And to, to hit that 470 number or the 450 number. And, you know, so these are really high quality cars. They're just not on the ragged edge. Like, like we do sometimes, you know, like we like to put them out there, but they, these are, but they're very high quality cars. I mean, it's, it's Bickle, RJ Haas. I mean, all over the place. Yeah. And it's, and it's so many different ways you can do it. Um, you know, like I said, you can turn off one kid or you can spray both kits for a short amount of time. It's just like, it's like a thousand different ways you can do it and, and make it be consistent. So I think that's the, that's the draw to it. And I've said this before. I have, I mean, I've said this before is when I was racing some index race stuff before, um, I was running a big event at Indy and this was, man, this is a decade plus ago, JP. So, I mean, this, that feels like when I was a young man, I'm not the old, uh, you know, creaky old man that I am now, but, uh, but I remember racing there and my mom's friend showed up. And this is a an older woman who had never been at a racetrack before in her life, uh, clearly way out of her comfort zone from, you know, uh, typically she's, you know, in church on Sunday morning, not out late on a Saturday night watching drag racing, right? And, but what the index racing did for her was it, you know, even for her was the fact that she knew immediately, it was easy for her to realize who won lost quickly because, under the index, if you go too quick, uh, then you lose, right? And But if you get there first, then you win. Bracket racing, I think, I mean, if we have a struggle with top dragster and top sportsman, it's, the, it's hard to be a spectator sometimes. It is incredibly hard because if you go grab a beer or you turn around to tell your kid, uh, you know, not to, uh, you know, make a mess or whatever, and the car takes off and now you got to remember what that guy's dial was and you know is he over the dial is he under and what exactly happened on the top end and you do not have to worry about that with the index racing and i thought it was just great um, so i thought that along with and i was a little surprised to see this along with the blower cars there were many blower cars there jp um, it seems like blowers are making a comeback and you know those those things are a little louder they, they make a little more uh pop on the starting line and so that's fun for the crowd too oh yeah absolutely and it as you know from a fan standpoint it's a it's a lot easier like you see two cars leave at the same time and like I said first one that gets to the finish line wins as opposed to a handicap start if you're a casual fan or you're not really a fan of drag racing and you're coming to your first race you're not going to know what's going on and you're going to be asking well why is that one leaving first and what do those numbers mean and what is you know so it it, it definitely probably plays better from a fan standpoint um and yeah like you said the blower cars from a racer standpoint i from everything i'm hearing it's just a whole lot less maintenance yeah, I'm just not ready to <laughs> go that route. Well, are you telling me? Are you telling me a drag racer is stubborn? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because uh, yeah, this one right, is okay. apparently. I'm, I like a whole lot of work apparently. <laughs> well, I think that's that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, you're used to it. You know exactly how to tune it and all that stuff, and that's what makes drag racing, especially our form of it great is there's a handful of ways to go about it 
you know, the, you want to put a blower on it, you want to put a pro charger, turbo, etc. All, all there's all the ways to go about it, and that that's great stuff. Uh, but it, I did see a resurgent in the blowers. It seemed to me uh, more though than I had seen here lately, and I thought it was pretty cool. I did, I did think it was pretty cool. The other, yeah, those guys are cool. They like it, you know. They can sit around and cook hamburgers and stuff, but. I'd rather be dealing with hot spark plugs and heating up bottles and <laughs> yeah, it's like right. You don't want to make it too easy, right? You don't want to yeah, make it too easy. You I don't want. I don't want to have to relax. You got you got calories to burn, right? You, I mean, you got to yeah. keep your physique in check. Um, well, the the other thing that I think I like about this, and I I really didn't plan on us going this out of the you know out of this direction on this episode, but. The other thing I think I like about this, and this is one thing I've learned about drag racers over the years, and we see it all the time. I think with, um, you know, even with the PDRA, like you have this elite top sportsman, top dragster, then you have regular time. And what we see drag racers really want to do, whether they say it or not out loud, what they really want to do is race against like-minded, like-funded, like cars. Right, so if you're if you're a top sportsman guy going 385, you really don't want to be racing against a top sportsman guy going 440. And it's no offense to that guy in 440, but they have not put the time, resources, etc., into it. And so if you get beat, you do not feel good about that at all. And so what index state racing does is it puts everybody in the same boat right i mean it just goes well hey we're all we're all running the same index so it, it allows for this um ability to build larger fields and i think i mean i think maybe keith haney at midwest uh drag racing series would would tell you they struggle with that a little bit right they they've kind of um yeah, not excessive but i think they you know they've worked the rules to try to figure that out and to me that is how do you feel about that as a, a racer? You feel like I'm on the right path, or am I completely cooked? No, I would, I would, I would say you're you're right, and I think when you get the real big, big difference in speed, because when you're talking about a 380 car, you're talking about you know 190, 189. Some of them are you know touching, you know they're real close to 200 mile an hour as opposed to a 440 car is going to be 155 160 right. and that's a that's a you it's kind of it makes it kind of harder to judge because you're coming down on them so quick um and that well I, I imagine you're coming down on them so quick i don't i ain't never been 189 but oh um, <laughs> right, right but i i think i've i'm just thinking about it like from my standpoint of like when i've ran cars that are a lot slower than i am in the mile an hour difference it kind of kind of makes it hard to judge and and to some point there's kind of a safety factor in there too because if something was to sure. happen and you come yeah. down on them so quick it's so i i could see that um yeah i would think that a lot of the guys that the guys that run like pdr elite they definitely don't want to be running 440 car 450 car um you know they want to run somebody close to you know that's a three second car you know four right. maybe close to what they're running so i i could understand that right um but clearly these guys uh you know they were 
5470 cars. So those guys all said, hey, we, we'll, you know, that, that makes sense. We want to run together. The 7450 cars, those guys all want to run together. I, I, I think that solves some of that problem. Some of that, hey, I've invested more than you, um, you know, type of angst, whatever that might be, right? I mean, in terms of, because we, we like, I think that's, it says something about drag racers, actually, in that it it says we want a fair fight, right? We want to compete against people who are like us, and we don't want to, A, just buy our, our wins or whatever. And, you know, if you're one of those guys that has uh, maneuvered around in stock or probably stock, not super stock, but like a stock class and moved weight around to win a class championship, you know, 10 times in a row at Indy uh, because nobody else is in that class, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. But everybody else, you know, most drag racers want to have that competitive thing and say, hey, I when I won at the end of the day, I, it meant something because everybody else was, was loaded, um, their equipment was good, it was similar to mine, and I outlasted them. And I think that says something really, really positive about drag racers in general from that standpoint. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's a that's a, another reason why I'm a big, big uh, proponent of the, the qualified field and, and, you know, making it where it means something. If you're, in, if you're a part of this race, it means you earned your way to get in it. Now you got to go out there and earn the win. So as far as when I look at top sportsmen, top drags, and, and um, you know, so that's kind of a, that's kind of my stance on it. Um, I know other, some people feel other, other ways or whatever, and you know, some people don't like it. Some people like it. Um, but for me, I think that those two classes have always been qualified field. When you start making them not a qualified field, you kind of, it doesn't feel like top sportsman or top dragster, does it? I mean, it, it, if it's a non-qualified, yeah. I mean, that's just a, a bracket race at that point. That's all it is. It's just a bracket race. If there's no qualifier, um, and you're what, and you know, we're not talking about the index race stuff. What we're talking about is no. is some some series out there say we're top sportsmen, but we don't have a a qualified field. Um, that to me right. is super odd i don't know what that is exactly but it doesn't feel like top sportsman to me or top top dragster and i mean i've i've ran some stuff like that and i will go run stuff like that every once in a while i'm not knocking it it's just but for me traditional top sportsman and top dragster racing has always been a qualified field with yeah i agree with a set number of cars and a bump spot and so on and so forth well uh right i mean with or without the bump spot with or without you know an index or whatever i think what i am would like to see i mean i i think we've got and it feels like there's more cars coming out like this but this is such a good feeder system top sportsman top dragster these quick index series like like verge that um, i attended this past weekend those are such great feeder systems because you don't have pro mod uh, without that type of stuff, you know, you don't have, uh, well, I don't know, maybe you have some radial versus the world type stuff, but it is a really good feeder system to go faster once you've perfected that. And as Jeff Melnick told you, I mean, hey, if you can race the starting line and the finish line, it makes going, you know, 
632 racing or pro nitrous racing or whatever it might be that much easier because now you only have to worry about half the track you know you don't have to worry about the top end as well so i think it makes you a better racer and i think it's just a good feeder system in general so um anyway exciting times i i hope that means that we have you know really good stuff on the horizon for uh, we're getting good car counts you know pdra we're getting good car counts obviously with this verge series uh, i think the midwest guys had a really good turnout this past weekend so you know from that standpoint it feels good brother it feels really good and whether or not our government tries to lock us down or not again um you know we've proven that actually drag racing is a really good sport for you know being outside and away from contaminants COVID 20 or whatever they're going to throw at us uh this fall i don't know what's coming on <laughs> jp but they're gonna they're gonna try to do something else because um it's it's kind of ridiculous but uh that said here here's the other thing that happened this weekend jp that i think is really important and it's really important for our listeners actually so here's here's what happened in uh st louis uh wwt or i mean whatever it is but it is always gateway it's always going to be a gateway uh raceway for me that's my home track so midwest drag racing series showed up there they had a race to finish previously from another rained out event and then they ran their um their their normal race there as well so um, our guy mark mcdonald who's been on the show multiple times wins it on friday then comes back and runners up the very next day um, so turned on a lot of wind lights there and so uh, great dude very um capable racer capable fabricator you know just a capable dude um and uh, and we we just like mark mcdonald but you know the one of the first things he told me jp is he was like i'm wearing my fast practice nation t-shirt as good luck for good luck and i'm like of course you are of course you'd wear fast practice nation t-shirt for good luck it's the same thing that happened to Victoria Beaner whenever she went out and started cracking skulls in the junior stuff over there. I mean, what JP, what are we doing? I mean, what are people doing if they're listeners and they're not wearing their Fast Brackets Nation t-shirt? They're not they're not doing their gear. Like, are they just leaving karma on the table? They they're leaving a lot on the table. I mean, it just goes to show what the podcast can do for you um <laughs> if if you listen to the show if you've been on the show if you wear the shirt you're probably pretty much going to have some success on the racetrack that's 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 a fact that's not my opinion that's a proven fact we have stats to back it up um as one politician said one time the science is settled uh, <laughs> <laughs> right right nah, i'm not even gonna get into that no I'm listen the racing up. gods <laughs> have spoken and we we see this from time to time we see the racing gods uh come down from the heavens and they wave their their hand on you know new drivers that come into the sport or uh, you know, something that happens, uh, something that happens, uh, you know, you ever so often you see something that like, maybe there's a break, um, you know, but it's on the starting line. So, so the guy doesn't, you know, spill oil, uh, under his tires at the top end and get hurt, you know, um, something, something like that. So the racing gods came down 
and certainly they look better, uh, more favorable on people wearing their Fast Brackets Nation t-shirt than, than those who aren't. So uh, if you do not have your t-shirt, reach out. We will get you on. They're, uh, they're on discount right now, and we can, we can get you on fairly quickly. So that's all you got to do is uh, help your cause for the rest of the season and get yourself a Fast Brackets Nation t-shirt from that standpoint. JP, that's all I've got for this week. That's all I've got for the Fast Brackets Express. Is there anything else we need to cover before we get ready and do some prep for next week's U.S. Nationals preview? I think we covered it. I think we covered everything we wanted to go over. Um, like I said, the big goes coming up, so that's going to be a big show. That's going to be a lot of, lot of. Uh, we we need to look and see who's who's there, who got in uh, in both of the classes that we cover and. There'll be a lot of points implications and championship implications and, and all of that to come from Indy. So definitely gonna be a definitely gonna be a full week. There's no doubt. Um all right. Well, uh guys, girls, um, thank you for riding along on this uh shortened version. Um, you know, we will uh we'll we'll give you a little bit of Gloria because it's important. It's important for all of us. It's important for our souls to listen to a little bit of Gloria. And um, you know, but until next week, keep the rubber side down. And travel safe. <laughs>